What fascinates me is the fact that we don't need to ask permission to do anything in this world. That what used to be behind uh, gatekeepers, which is learning, producing and distributing anything, is now permissionless, right? You can learn anything online, you can build with a MacBook and you can distribute uh, everything around the world. All right, Freddy boy, what's happening this week? This week we're chatting with Hugo Amsalem from Jelly Smack and we're going to be chatting about creators as entrepreneurs and the amazing opportunities that now exist for creators. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, welcome back to Creator Generation. This week we are joined by Hugo Amsalem. I hope I got that right, Hugo. Yep. I know you from your passion and writing around the creator ecosystem, the creator economy, um, namely around your thing called um, the creators. But maybe instead of me sort of being wishy-washy on that, you could tell us what, like, who you are and, and why are you so passionate about the creator ecosystem. Absolutely. I mean, first, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of what you what you guys are doing. I listen to a lot of the episodes, so I'm I'm, I'm glad to uh, to be invited. Um, essentially for me, uh, it started like a, a long time ago in the, in, and I started when I was 20 in the music business because I wanted to save the artists, you know, like you, the, the creators didn't exist at that time. And so like, you know, what I wanted to save was the artist because I was always fascinated, uh, with sort of like the, this kind of like a creative genius, um, uh, of, of a lot of, uh, of a lot of artists that I was listening to. And, and essentially I, I basically worked six months for a major label and I hated it. Uh, I hated it because of the toxicity. I hated it because of, of the control. And, and for me, the dream was to, you know, unleash uh, the artist's sort of freedom through internet, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to change it from the inside. And obviously, like six months later, it didn't happen. And I left. And I left and I, and I essentially built what I thought would actually uh, help artists leverage the internet um, and to be free, which essentially was a crowdfunding and crowdsourcing platform for, for musicians. So like Kickstarter plus marketplace of skills. So the artists could raise money uh, from their fans and then spend that money with vetted professionals and sort of like abstract the early stages of a major label. Um, I, I, I did that. It was 2010, 11, 12. It was super early. I was not a good enough founder. I was in France. Uh, a lot of things happened. And basically like I, I, we raised a small seed round. It was a good business, but not enough to make it like a venture scale business. So I stopped. Um, I stopped, but I, I, I then joined uh, um, a startup accelerator, actually, you know, so I went on the other side of the, of the entrepreneurial fence. And, and for seven years, uh, with a company called The Family, we essentially empowered early stage founders. Um, and we helped more than 700 companies. Uh, um, they raised millions of, of, you know, I mean, you know, the whole sort of like why committed thing, but in Europe. And I really saw the difference between when we started in 2013 and when I left in 2020, in seven years, between the beginning where, you know, you have no ecosystem in Europe around uh, a startup. And so uh, startup, like only like the, the invincible startup founder can actually uh, be successful. And then when we stopped and, and you had like a, a full stack startup ecosystem, top talent, top capital, top education, top everything. And even average founders could actually be successful, which is, which is awesome. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, like at the end of my time at, at that company, I, I was working on, on the organization of a, of a festival, which essentially was sort of summarizing my, my, my two experiences, uh, which, which was a festival. And, and we, we wanted to put on stage both startup founders and creators 
um, a sort of like two different expression of the same phenomenon, which is scale, right? Where you have on, on one side, you have a startup, which is an organization that scale through code. And the other, on the other side, you have a creator, which is an individual that scales uh, through media. And, and b both code and media have zero marginal cost of production, which is, you know, the scale slash internet phenomenon. And I wanted to put both of them on stage for the next generation to see like, hey, this is what you can do with internet. Uh, that's, that's like the permissionless world. Just join in, right? Um, it was January 2020. Obviously, COVID uh, got in the way and, and, I, and I couldn't organize that big festival. And so I was frustrated and I had all of those, of those uh, like all of these thoughts uh, and that, that thesis that essentially was that everything that I saw happening in, 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 the, in the startup world for the past 20 years, uh, the sophistication, you know, in general, was going to happen in the creator world uh, because, you know, it's scale, right? Um, and, and I was like, okay, I'm going to write about this because otherwise I'm going to go crazy because if I have all of these thoughts and they're not getting out, like they're going to rot. And, and so I, I started writing uh, on armthecreators.com as, as a way to just, you know, uh, vent, sort of like, you know, uh, unleash my frustration of not having, uh, being able to create this festival. And, and yeah, and, and so I started to connect with a, a lot of creator economy founders, a lot of creator, a lot of uh, venture capitalists as well. And basically I, I had two choices. I, I, I was obsessed uh, with the idea of creating a YC for creators because that's what I did for the startup world. And I knew how uh, transformative it was for, for a whole ecosystem in Europe. Uh, or I could raise uh, um, like a, a small fund and invest in creator economy startup. And so when I, I got connected with the Jelly Smack founders uh, and they, and they, and they be like, they are like, okay, we should, we should, we should do it together. Like the, the YC for creators, let's, let's just partner up. And so I joined them um, a month ago and now I'm building uh, a creator accelerator, um, you know, like a, a small batch uh, of, a, of a few YouTubers, mainly super, super early stage. Um, and, and we're going to invest a bit of money and basically build the, the best place for them, for them to grow from. And that's in a nutshell, like why I'm obsessed with creators and what I do right now to actually, uh, uh like, you know, fulfill that obsession. <laughs> I really want to talk about the accelerator a, a bit more, but you know, I, I like that idea you're talking about, about the traditional startup ecosystem being so established, right. And so much of that being so useful for those, um, startup founders and, and trying to bring that to the creator world because we look at uh, creators like that. They are effectively like startups. They're these extremely um, valuable little businesses that can have this leveraged audience and can do amazing things, but they often suffer from the fact that, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And there are so many things that they, yeah. if they just simply had in place, they could accelerate their growth so much more. So that's really fascinating. But what have you found are the challenges between the creator um, startup world and the traditional startup world? Uh, you know, like we are super early in the creator world um, just because this, you know, uh, whole world has been almost like, you know, started like a, just a few years ago, uh, really. Um, I feel like uh, we can, we can draw like some parallels with the, with the startup world when it was early, right? So like 2000, 2000, basically. So like 20 years ago, um, I, I feel like, 20 years ago in the startup world, we thought that a great startup founder was a great developer because startups are made of code. And, and you could almost like correlate the, the, the valuation of a company with the length of the beard of the, of the founder, right? Like you're like, <laughs> oh, like they're, they're amazing developers. We're just going to give money to them. Right. 
gradually we understood in the startup world that a great founder is not necessarily a great developer, but has some more like founder-like uh, qualities, uh, namely like uh, uh, they are relentless, uh, they, they are like obsessed almost, they have like this determination, they, have, they, are, like, they have this fighter mindset, etc. And now we know like the founder of Airbnb, the founder of uh, all of those companies, like they have those qualities and we, we are funding them and backing them if, 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 they are, if they are showing those qualities. Um, I think the same thing is happening and will happen in the, in the creator world where today we still think that um, a great creator is, is like the most creative one, uh, which could be true, but is not necessarily true. Uh, I think that you could definitely argue that uh, Mr. Beast is not the, the most creative creator, but like the most entrepreneurial founder like one. Um, and so this shift is going to happen not only in the creator world itself, being like, you know, the creators understanding that. Um, and, and, and also like with time, um, the most entrepreneurial creator are performing, uh, the most creative one all the time and partnering up in, in a way that like, you know, uh, uh just like a CEO of a startup, uh, partners with uh, an amazing CTO and, and, and both of their quality are, are, are basically like uh, creating those, uh, those empires. I think the same will, will happen in the, in the, in the creator world. Um, and, and we're going to start educating and, and we're going to start attracting also uh, different types of, uh, of people in the creator world. This thing is, is going to happen, I think, quite, quite quickly. Uh, and that's why I think like building a, a creator accelerator goes in that direction, right? If you're, if you're educating and empowering the creators as empire builders, they start to think about themselves like that. And the rest of the people around them start to think about themselves like that. And that's a net positive for everyone. But do you think like a lot of creators do think of themselves as empire builders, um, you know, having been in the startup world for a long time and then sort of moving into the, the creator space more specifically, um, I do see quite a difference in, in their approach um, to creating creative businesses, um, like creators specifically think of themselves as creators. And then when they think, oh, I can build a business, they think, yeah, that's like an add on. They don't think of it as intrinsic to what they're actually doing, whereas a startup founder will think of it as intrinsic to what they're doing uh, in their development. Um, so, how do you think you can shift that mindset for the creator to make them think, you know, we are building media empires? I mean, you're, you're ultimately, you're right. And ultimately, I am trying to be right, right? Like, I'm. I know this is not the case right now, meaning that like most creators uh, are thinking about themselves as artists or like as con like as content creators, and I'm just saying like the me like this. So to to just come back to to the to the basics of it. For what fascinates me is the fact that we don't need to ask permission to do anything in this world. That what used to be mm. behind uh, gatekeepers, which is learning producing and distributing anything is now permissionless, right? You can learn anything online, you can build with a MacBook and you can distribute uh, everything around the world. This has led the, of the, like, uh, this has basically created like the startup opportunity, you know, which is like, you know, uh, like code leverage without permission and, and a creator uh, opportunity. Um, in my mind, to have everyone realize that uh, is, and, and, and like, the creators starting to understand that as like, okay, I can build an empire. I don't have necessarily to build an empire, but I can do it. Will pro probably like hundred uh, um, X the number of Mr. Beast in the next 10 years. And obviously for one Mr. Beast, you'll have a thousand, you know, great uh, uh, average creators. And I say like air quote like that because like the, the <laughs> um, I say like average because 
uh, uh, it's amazing uh, to create like a cash flow positive business as a creator and not wanting to create a media empire, right? It's super fine. But if this mm. choice is becoming obvious for everyone, I think that will grow the creator economy a hundred X. And I'm just going to leave you with like one last uh, analogy. I love analogies to me, you know, uh, in the 1850s, people were moving from the old world, Europe to the new world, uh, the U S and, and they were basically following the American dream right now, a whole generation is moving from the old world, the offline world to the new world, the online world, and they're following the internet dream for the internet dream to be sexy and for a hundred X more people to want to go to this new continent we need to have crazy stories of people getting rich. Uh, and so to me, that's mm -hmm. the, the creators. And so if we can have more examples uh, of those Mr. Beasts, uh, of those Nas Daily, uh, of those creators that have created empires, then 100x more young, you know, ambitious kids will move to this world and the whole eco like economy as a whole will grow uh, tenfold. And so that, that's why I'm, I'm really obsessed about like building empires so then more people can can try and and uh, and fail or succeed i totally agree like we um when we started what we you know what we do create a generation is 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 new compared to what we've been doing at changer we came from that very similar position of like i was in a in in commercial production big tv commercials and stuff like that farad was in um digital in the digital space and we were both like just just also hanging out a lot and we're in, in the, in the startup ecosystem. And we're like, man, like, like this creator space, this is where it's, this is where it's at. These are the, you know, founders of the future, but there is no, um, there's no, you know, there is no community of, of creators as founders. There's no culture of that, that there's no, where's the accelerator? Where's the, where's even the, that language that the startup culture have yep. created, right? Like, um, that, that sort of, almost exclusive language that lets people in or keeps people out, whether or not that was positive or detrimental, who knows? Um, but so 100%. many similarities to, to, to the creator ecosystem and, and that crossover. So yeah, like, and, but how could it, to your point, how can a creator see themselves as a founder if they can't aspire, like see someone to aspire to be that. And now that that, um, cat is, out of the bag a, a bit and um those examples are still unfortunately rarer but yeah watch this space right six months from now that's that's not the case and and like a hundred percent and and to your point uh i mean obviously to answer the question that's that's why i'm i'm uh like constantly being super radical and being bold about creators being like empire builders because you know to move the needle a little bit you have to be radical um but also like like to to, to the initial point really back before before YC or before like the internet bubble, let's put it that way, a lot of the people were just tinkering with codes and then startup happened. Just like a lot of people are now tinkering with content and then content empire or media empires or whatever you want to call it, you know, creator happen. And so and so I, th I think that's, that's the process and, and the goal is to create the lighthouse that shines like an amazingly ambitious light for all of those ambitious people, either if they are consciously ambitious or unconsciously ambitious to actually get out of the woods and have the place to call like home. And when I say home is basically a place where you start with like a hundred points of ambitious uh, energy 
and and you, and you and you stay with that hundred uh, point of ambitious energy, right? Instead of like starting being super ambitious and having this ambition being like slowly eaten away by the toxicity of your environment. And the toxicity of your environment, if you're an ambitious creator, would be a toxic manager, would be a toxic friend, uh, somebody that says like, "Oh, you're an artist and not an entrepreneur," like all of those things. And I think that's like that's death from a thousand paper cuts. And I think that's why when you're creating those uh, environment, like the one you're creating, that the one that I will be creating, you're just protecting the creator founder uh, from this uh, outside of to uh, toxicity. And I think that's the most important thing to do right now uh, mm. before trying to change everything, right? You're just changing a small place and that's enough. Yeah, that's super interesting. Mm. So you think that that stage approach to it is the way to go, not <laughs> not 100 miles an hour, but like, say, okay, let's build this up slowly so that there is that support and that structure to the whole process. Yeah, I think so. It's just let's let's start to build a, a pirate ship uh, uh, before trying to take over like the, the whole, you know, like continent. That's that's sort of like the analogy here. <laughs> they just be pirates forever just roaming like the that. seas. I, li I like that. I think that's <laughs> just like, you know, the old way can have the land. We'll have, you know, this creator generation can have the ocean and we can be you know no but no fuck i think that's like i think <laughs> i think water world this thing eat the world <laughs> seriously i think i think like attention is obviously and i'm not gonna you know you you obviously know that better than anyone but attention it's what's scarce in a world that is abundant and creators are eating the attention lunch dinner and breakfast and because they have the attention they're going to leverage that attention to basically like you know, scale themselves with businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And we're just like, we've turned the pyramid upside down, right? And that happened, that cannot be undone. So we're going to take, I mean, we are, we are not, we're not creators, but creators are going to take over uh, the whole world and hey, they're going to eat a lot. <laughs> we are creators, creating, too. you're creating, you write content, you're on, you know, you're creating audio. No, you're right. But like, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're helping, we're helping people that are like so talented uh, um, that like, I feel like I'm not even calling myself a career, but ultimately like, uh, we, we both are, um, but like the people that we're empowering, I, it, for me, it's a tsunami, right? And the tsunami starts in the ocean and ends up like deep in the land. <laughs> Look how that wave, there's going to be a wave of pirates just right in the crest of it. <laughs> exactly. What I love about this, and that's what I think it's, it's hard for some people to wrap their head around is, is like, it's such a diverse eco, like that. And that's what it can be hard to bring together, but like, cause there's such unique individuals, unique little niche upon niche ecosystems that it's like, you can't just like, and that's probably why YouTube rewind always stinks, right? Because you can't just encapsulate YouTube and the creator ecosystem and the fans and the audience in like 10, 20 or 30 creators and, and their audiences. It's like, hundreds thousands millions and that still wouldn't reflect everyone so like that's what's the the best thing about it but it's also the hardest thing for them to bring yeah and that's why you need to create like the the horizontal thing right like the horizontal being like oh you're a creator you scale yourself you have the same challenges you have the same passion let's just you know bring an ecosystem together just like a fintech startup is super different from like a biotech one but they still go through yc right and you're like okay like yeah. what's what's the what's the common ground here and so i think one of the common ground uh, in the creator world is, is obviously like the, the rebellion uh, going against the status quo unconsciously or consciously, which means that you, you, you used to have like permission media, people that give you the permission to access the media. Now you don't, right? And so that's already something that you, that you can uh, 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 harness as a way to gather this community. Why? Because I, I think that 
one of the things that is the most you know different uh, in in the creator world and the creator economy um, is that basically it's it's a positive sum game where content for the well like the, the like the whole history was was a, a zero sum game one right so like you had like a limited number of of seats at the at the content table which is like movies and 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 TV shows. And so, like, the mindset of the whole ecosystem around the content mm. was not sharing, you know? It was like, if you win, I lose, right? It was, like, super simple. It's not even because of the people who are bad. or It's just, like, the game was like that. And then suddenly, the, the creator economy and the creator world happens, and what was a, a zero-sum game becomes, like, a positive-sum game, where unlimited number of niche, unlimited upside, you know, just, like, eating away the old media world. So it's sort of, like... People now have, have, have an interest, creators and in general like the world, have an interest uh, um, being like a, a, a paid forward, uh, being like a, a pay for, like a give first, all of these things that we hear in the startup world because the startup has unlimited markets so they don't have an incentive like fighting against each other. They, they just, they're, they're like doing like this thing where it's almost like karma. If, if I help you, at some point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it back, right? And I think that's, that's what we're building, uh, you and I. Like, it's it's those bubble of positive sum game in a world traditionally uh, with zero sum game, uh, and I think that's that's again that's going to take over everything, right? Because a world that helps each other, that invests in each other's success, is creating so much synergies and so much positive externalities that it grows faster than the world that doesn't. Uh, and so that's why I'm super uh, excited about that because we're, we're going to we're, we're creating this essentially. And look, we're, we're talking about creating the, these new ventures of these new you know media companies. What is really the scope for it? Are we talking you know simply uh, a new product, or is it something to the extent of like you know, like what Mr. Beast is doing, where it's like you know product after product after new thing after new thing and just scaling it up? What what are some of the possibilities in your mind? Where can it get? Where can it go to? So basically, in my mind. The, the the fact that uh, those creators are, are, are basically like uh, creating content empire uh, with the price of uh, like a cost of production per minute being like a, like a thousand less than you know what used to be done but they have amazing metrics um, is what they will leverage to then build uh, the rest of it and let me explain that in in, in sort of like a, with two parts first the content part you know which is the top of funnel growth for 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 creators. Um, today, the best YouTube uh, channels are, are essentially batching the content so well that they can produce a month's worth of content in two days. So they have like a team now, they have like processes, they have tech, they have whatever they want. Um, so like they just show up, let's say like five days, they just shoot all of the content and then they have uh, a, a month's worth of, uh, of, uh, of YouTube content. And then they have like essentially 25 days left um, to do anything, right? And so what happens is that then you have this business commoditization that is happening at scale where companies are building, well, team as a service for those creators to scale themselves beyond the content. And so not only they have this amazing top of funnel growth that will bring a lot of people, you know, to, to the to the to the rest of the funnel, but they also have uh, external teams as a service that are not uh, uh, capex, but that are, are only opex. And this shift between like uh, from capex to opex for the creator world at that level of efficiency and that that level of scale in terms of building an organization is incredible. And in, like the examples are super simple. Uh, right now, you know, like, I mean, just 15 years ago or five years ago, uh, if a creator or an artist would would want to create like a, a merch 
uh, process. It will take so much resources, so much time, and the margins would be like so ridiculous that then at some point they will just do it out of community building. Oh, my fans have like my merch, but not like as a business building. And now you have Spring. And you just click, you, you integrate Spring in your TikTok, in your YouTube, in your whatever. You have a, a store suddenly. And then, boom, you have a merch team as a service that doesn't cost you anything uh, as a CapEx, but just costs you something as an OPEX. Mm. Uh, this is happening in every vertical, physical or digital. You, have, you wanted to do courses. Two years ago, it's complicated to do courses. Now you have not only course platforms like uh, Teachable, et cetera, that, that can help you run your... Uh, um, asynchronous like course slash university empire as a service, but now you also have cohort based you know course uh, startups that are doing this as like a synchronous classroom as a service. Again, you show up two hours at some point per month. You say, "Hey guys, what's up? I hope everything is great." You know, like uh, NAS is doing that with NAS Academy, and boom, you're creating like a new line of revenue that internally doesn't require a lot of overhead. And so this will happen. A lot of like a lot of those things are half scalable, like merch, uh, uh, courses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But wait, be, be, like uh, wait for the moment where those scalable uh, uh, team as a service are, are going to come, which is namely games, like when creators are going to be able to create games, which is increasingly happening right now. You have Game Studio being like game creator as a service for creators. Um, when that's going to happen, you're going to have a, 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 a like the 3D extension of the creator world where the community is going to have battle pass to the creator game or the creator world, the 3D world. Um, they're going to have uh, uh, like a, basically like a, a, how do you say, like cards, you know, that are going to buy. They're going to have like, a, a, you know, like when you open those kind of like packs, you know, like Panini card games, etc. Mm. Um, so your creators are going to have a world where they're going to have acquisition costs, for their fan, which is going to be zero because they're going to drop all of those fans from YouTube and TikTok into this game. Then they're going to have like LTV where they're going to say like, oh, like a fan uh, on average spend that much money and stays that much time, et cetera, et cetera. So like th when that's going to happen and that's a hundred percent going to happen, when that will happen, like the millions of views that a creator creates in two or three days, you know, increasingly per, per month, um, is going to be transformed into like a long-term value that is just going to be tech-like, right? And when that happens, something incredible, uh, like an incredible shift uh, will take place, which is that the media companies of those creators that are today valued at media multiples, which is 2-3x the yearly revenue, will start to then be valued at the tech multiple, from 5, 10, 20, well, that will be amazing, but let's see, right? 20x multiple. When that happens, and that will ultimately happen because we're in the process of making that happen. When that happens, then the upside of a creator empire will be incredibly uncapped. And then mm. the equity that you can give to employees, the equity that a creator himself or herself uh, can, can be like entitled to, Will, will be amazing, right? So you can incentivize amazing talent. You can uh, basically get those people from Facebook to join the creator organization, right? Like all of those ambitious people that today are like in tech or finance or historically that used to do politics or be a doctor, all of those people, then you can be like, hey, I have a table for you. And I can give you a little bit of equity of my media empire that scales beyond media. Like, hey, let's, let's, let's become rich together. And if those people can become rich, then you can see how everything that we saw happen in the startup world 
could potentially happen in the in the creator world in the next 10 years and that's that's why i'm, I'm excited about it i've got a and no, people can't see this but i've got a dirty big grin on my face because this is the kind of thing that gets me excited every day waking up like um and it, like i i mean i'm 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 drinking from the kool-aid too like i a hundred percent agree so it's um it's just it is exciting but Fred, you probably had something more insightful to say or add to than than just just good feels. Yeah, I mean, there there is so much uh, amazing potential. Like you said, as it starts to mature and it becomes more like that that startup landscape and that those multipliers get bigger. Do you think it's going to attract the wrong type of people? Like traditionally, people who come in to create content right now are creating it because they love creating the content. But when they start seeing these big multiples and they start thinking, "Wow, I can make you know fifty hundred plus million dollar empire from this." I'm just going to go and make content, right? I'm, I'm going to say it for you. I'm going to say it for you. Yes, that's going to attract suits at some point. Yes, that, that would happen. <laughs> and, and like it happened but, in the startup world and it's fine. You know, like, so, you know, you have always like this life cycle of like the pioneers are, are there first. Like they have like this, this, you know, like this founder like mindset. And at some point, you know, it's the difference between like the gold rush in San Francisco, like, and then like uh, just like the creation of the United States. At the beginning, only the pioneers are here. And then like the, 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 the more like interested people come. Um, that happened in the startup world. And that's basically why I love the startup world. I'm not even going to say I don't like it, but like, I feel in the creator world today, the energy that I felt in the startup world 15 years ago when I started, you know, like this kind of like pioneer, like sort of like naive, almost like, and that's not almost like mainly delusional, right? Cause what I'm saying right now, it's absolutely delusional. Like you can, you can argue that, but like, bro, like you're just, you know, you're out of your mind and that's fine. Cause I'm out of my mind, but if I'm right, there is more chance that I'm together. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But but if I say it so much that you know, then people start to think it's true, and it it's it increases the probability of the future being true. Then I'm fine, you know. I, I'm I, I don't want to bet on the future only and say like, oh, this will happen. I also want to change the future and say like, make it happen. So this will definitely happen where. Like at some point in the startup world, uh, people from McKinsey, people from like uh, the top schools and university just went into the startup world. And now you can think of the startup world as a career. So oh, I want to have a career in the startup world. How, how do I get into the startup world as a career? I never thought this would happen 15 years ago. I would like, fuck no, like you cannot, like either you build or you don't. But no, it happens that you can do something different now. This will happen in the creator world. Like at some point, people will, will join uh, as like a, a early editors. Um, just like you join as like an early developer, um, people will be like content strategists, uh, just the way you're a product manager in the startup world, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Like right now you had Mario Juice with that, which I love on your podcast, uh, uh, before Mario Juice is those type of people. There's, there are not a lot of people like that. They are exactly what the SEO people were back in 10, 15 years ago, right? Like those people obsessed about SEO, trying to like just hack their way into SEO. That like those pioneers, uh, now we call it gross hackers. And, and like, you know, now they have like a more like marketing sort of like, a, and they have a suit even now. But those Mario Jews, I'm so happy they're here because it's the first sign that we're gonna go to the spring of, of talent in the creator world, right? So I can really see those parallels coming. And that's why I'm like, yeah, that that's happening. I don't see it. Like, the thing is, I don't see a problem with this, like, my thing in like the creator space is at the end of the day, like you're only you're you're legitimized only by your your content and your audience acceptance of it. So, like, if there's an audience for it, and there's like that's who's going to think the con like they're, they're the ultimate gatekeeper, right? Like the people, like it's the 
like it's you know the democratization of this thing is is true like it is truly deci- there, there is no gatekeeper so like what's who's the wrong people or who are like there are no wrong people i guess like as long as it's not hateful and you know ex- you know divisive in that direction like i don't particularly like watching logan paul's stuff but a lot of people do right and who are, who who are we just decide whether that's the right type of content or so like and that's what's kind of awesome is the gatekeepers are gone like you know hugo you've said it way better than i have but you know if the gatekeepers are gone in terms of the content creation opportunities like literally everyone has that but also in terms of like deciding whether or not it gets made and, and success is purely on the creator and and the people they are mm. connecting with or or not connecting with that's why I'm, I'm i'm a bit afraid about like you know like this middle class of of creator thing but oh we should raise like we should grow the middle class of of creators not not because i disagree with Ooh. with the fact that 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 could be a great thing uh, but just because i'm i'm a bit pessimistic about the fact that this will happen anytime soon right maybe like in 20 years or something like that but like do, i don't know if the startup middle class exists like you have successful startups and people who try to be successful. And in between, you could say like, oh, we have like the bootstrappers, et cetera. But like it represents such a small economic uh, upside compared to like, uh, like you know, the, the startup end game, which is, you know, like uh, Facebook, et cetera. Um, and it took so long to arise, right? Like those, oh, like, yeah, I have, a, I have like a 10K MR thing, et cetera. It took like 20 years. Um, in the startup world where like the rest is like billions. So I'm like, what, what would the, the creator uh, middle class look like? Because you don't have permission, because you have equality of, of opportunity, you have an inequality of outcome. That's, that's like, that goes hand in hand, right? And I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, I'm not even judging. I'm just like looking at it. And I'm like, the internet creates incredible winners and an amazingly high number of small losers. When I say losers, it's people that have access to an audience, have access to like revenue, um, just a little bit, right? Um, but to say it's a middle class and to say like the middle class will, will arise, which means that the tail will be like way fatter at the middle and not just like, you know, I think this, uh, this is going to be really, really difficult for the exact thing that you were just saying. The gatekeepers are gone. The, de- the internet is a democracy where people vote with their time or their money that creates the creator and the startup founder. But it means that you either go big or, 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 or go small. And in between, there's not a lot of things, you know, I wish I wish there were. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm I, Fred. Fred knows like, we, you know, we talk about this a fair bit and we, we are work. You know, we actively work in this this space, but I think there is hope for the the middle class. I, I look at it, the creator middle class, and I, I don't know about that term, but at the moment they're the middle class. A lot of the time they're the they're the scrappers, but they probably shouldn't be. Like their influence, their reach and influence, isn't being I, I don't think equitably rewarded. Or like the you know if you've got a couple hundred thousand YouTube subscribers and you you know you create regular content that is that does does pretty well. You probably don't have a business, um, but I reckon any traditional media company that had a, in Australia anyway, and and I know for a, for for sure, Breakfast TV gets about two hundred forty thousand people watching five days a week. They're paying their talent at least three three million bucks, 
just on on screen, right? Like there's no YouTube creator, 200,000 YouTube subscribers getting a million bucks a year. Like, uh, and if they are there, I want to meet them because they're a smart cookie. Um, but I, I think that, that like, you know, their attention, their influence is significant, probably more significant, like definitely more significant than a TV audience that is broad. We're talking very specific audience. I, I think there is an opportunity um, for the creator middle class to really rise up. But I, I obviously, right, like investment dollars, um, attention, et cetera, right, you know, if you got, can invest in a small creator over here that's going to do a pretty good job or like a someone who's going to 10x, 100x my investment, no, no brainer, right? Like, of course, of course. Um, I think the 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 thing about the creator ecosystem, the creator opportunities, is that like similar to the startup world, but it needs those new creators coming through and getting those hits earlier, sooner, because they are typically all bootstrap. Like, if you want to use that startup analogy, everyone, every creator so far, and maybe in the future that model will change bootstraps like they self-fund they get in they they scale as they grow organically yep. um rather than like a lot of startups will be like well i worked at a startup over here i built my experience i put together a 10-page pitch and a few relationships give me a million bucks because here's my idea like i mean i'm simplifying it but that that doesn't exist yet in the creator world so um yeah i think we we need to work as a industry, are we an industry, or are we just pirates on a shit? I can't remember anymore. I like uh, as a as a, a band of scary pirates. You know, we need to sort of figure out how to keep keep our keep that part of the the ecosystem thriving, because out of that will come the the mega creators and the mega ventures. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you're right. Like the thing is that like when you're a creator or when you're a startup founder. Again, because there's unlimited upside because it scales, uh, you can play different games easily, right? So, and you have three games, you know, in general. And I think that the fact that you know which game you're playing uh, is really important, right? So you can optimize for, for security, you can optimize for freedom, or you can optimize for glory. You optimize for security, you're a content creator for like another company, you know, it's like, hey guys, what's up, blah, blah. And then you're getting like a paycheck, right? Maybe you get equity a little bit, you know, like an, like an employee would, but that's fine. Like, but you, you, you have a paycheck. Um, if you're optimizing for freedom, you don't want a boss, you know, you just want to, you just want to be your, you don't even want to manage people. Right. So like, you're just going to create like your middle-class, uh, sort of like SME of, of content. Uh, you're going to be a bootstrapper. If you're a startup founder, you're going to have like MR, et cetera. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, you're happy. You're just, you manage your time and, and you're free. Uh, and then you can optimize for glory. And, and that's the ones that I, that I, that I like the most. Uh, I don't think they are the best. Everything is, is a game that is uh, respectable, but the ones who optimize for glory, um, they, 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 they have their different mindset, right? It's like they either die or they, or they succeed big time. Just like when you would go to the war, you know, back in the days, like people mm. would optimize for glory. If you would, if you go to the, to the war, you'd be like, oh, you, you'd, you'd probably die, you know, but, but if you don't go to the war, like, yeah, you, your kids are going to remember you, your grandkids are going to remember you, but then you're going to be forgotten. But if you go, if you do actually go and die, probably they will, they will write songs and, and will just, you know, like uh, tell your stories uh, for generations. And I think that's, 
th th if you know which game you're playing and you're like, okay, you know what? I want to play the glorious game. I want to play the, the security game or I want to play the freedom game. Um, then you're happy because you're not like, you're not like in misalignment. And, and I think that's what you and I are talking about is about like, how do we empower the people who want to optimize for glory, make them realize that's the game they're playing and surround them with the people that will help them play that game, you know, because there's nothing worse to think you're playing basketball and you're actually playing soccer because you're going to make falls all the time, right? <laughs> and so that's, that's sort of like the, the, the way that I'm structuring it, right? Um, and we'll see if the people who are optimizing for freedom, so like the, the, the middle class, uh, we'll see if, if a lot of them could be lifted up uh, to an economic point where they are independent. I think this will take a lot of time, but I wish this would happen so much. Like, mm -hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. I just, as you're saying that, I've, I've, there's so many things going through my head. It's like, we're, we're, we're mother flipping pirates going for glory. I, I kind of like love that. And then part of, part of it was also, uh, I couldn't help it. This one's for you, Fred. Um, a bit of the Battle of Agincourt with Shakespeare and in, in Henry V, where it's talking St. St. Crispin's Day. And, it, you know, will you, you, you know, you remember me, you'll be in, you know, <laughs> um, everyone. Any any long time listeners will know that there, there's the history nerd not buried very far beneath my skin. So I thought I'd throw that one. But I know Fred, Fred, you've you've got a burning question that doesn't involve. Um... No, I do, and we literally only, only have a couple of minutes left. And this is the last question I, I really I want to get in. It's like, look, in the startup world, um, the landscape is very open. One of the things I guess in the creators world is that most of the creators are defined by the platforms they work on, right? So effectively, they're in a very controlled environment that is often out of their yeah. that is often out of their control. Um, how do you think that's going to factor into this this growth of creators? Yes, there's so much upside, but won't the platforms? Couldn't the platforms get in the way or limit the success that some of these creators have? Of course, like the the, the risk uh, of the, of the platforms are, are a real one, uh, and I think that question uh, arises when a creator starts to be successful in one platform. It's like how do they, do they de risk? Uh, their content mm. uh, strategy by just like setting up new teams that are going to find success in different platforms. Because obviously you know that better than anyone, but uh, every platform has like their own proof of work, just like, you know, in, in crypto mm. every like, uh, and so, you know, like on, on, on the, the, like the proof of work of TikTok is different than the proof of work of YouTube, et cetera. And like mining as a creator for a proof of work, a specific one requires a lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot of knowledge, a lot of learnings. So like once you're successful on, on YouTube, it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful on TikTok. So you need to like set up the right processes, et cetera. And that's why at JSMAC, what we do is that we basically take creator that is successful in one platform and we scale that creator to the other platforms by becoming for, for him the expert as a service and the like a, a team as a service uh, so then they can be successful on Facebook on TikTok on Snapchat etc and and I think that not only because we do it and I see how successful a creator uh, with us could be on different platforms but also um, because I see the platforms competing for creators themselves right and I'm like well this is tricky right now, like because creators are like, oh, I'm successful on one platform. How do I uh, edge myself uh, for like this platform risk? But I'm super, super positive that in the future, it will be the, like the creator will have the power, right? Like this amazing individuality will have the power. And now you have maybe six, seven platforms and this will maybe be less, maybe be more. I don't know, but not not move so much. Um, and, and, and I will feel like those, those creators have, are going to have this funnel, top of funnel with like those different channels, right? Just like a startup has like a paid acquisition on, on, on Facebook, SEO, uh, viral marketing, et cetera, like PR or whatever. 
I see the creator empire having like different uh, like channels that they will you know focus on like with the different team etc. Um, and 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 they, they will be independent. Only like the big enough creators should think about platform risk because right now I see like early stage creators be like oh yeah platform risk. I'm like bro you have nothing so you have nothing to lose. Rem like remember that when you have nothing you have nothing to lose. <laughs> so you don't care about platform risk. You just want to find the platform from which you know you're gonna f like rise as fast as possible. And then let's talk about like what you, what you, what you could be losing when you have something. So yeah, for big creators, let's think about that, but I'm positive on the future for small creators, bro, just like from zero to one. And that's super simple in mathematics, the, the, the mathematic environment from zero to one is different from one to the infinite, right? We understood that from the startup world because we have this famous book, right? But in the creator world, this will also happen at some point, you know, I love that. Can, and just to finish that off, like not all of this last however long we've been talking means nothing if you haven't created something and created great content like none of these opportunities exist none of this exists until you make great content that means something to somebody and hopefully somebody's so i think that's a pretty good reminder um on that and uh, frederico wind it up it's been enlightening. Um, literally, we could have been, to, I have, like, like Anne said, we have all these ideas rushing through our head. We could literally speak for another hour on this, but we have to wrap it up. Um, so here you go, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll chat to you again soon. Absolutely. I think we will. Create a generation. Look on the mic.